Hello and Happy New Year from This Is Just a Phase. I'm your host, Jonathan Kent. I am excited to usher in 2023 and the third year of the podcast, which first launched back in May of 2021. These past two years and 73 episodes have truly been incredible and full of amazing guests from all over the punk rock community. Sometimes candid, funny, insightful, and informative, these conversations and discussions have allowed me, and you as a listener, a front row seat into these guests' lives within the scene we all call our own. I am looking forward to the new year, new conversations, new stories, and new friendships made through this podcast. I want to thank you as a listener for continuing to tune in episode after episode and being a part of this podcast. I am truly honored and grateful. Thank you. Here's a few quick reminders before we get started with this brand new episode of the podcast. I want to remind everybody that you can head over to our Facebook group at This Is Just a Phase for updates on current and past episodes, as well as merch opportunities, touring schedules from bands that are featured, the occasional music video, and whatever else we feel like putting up on there. We also have a TikTok account at T-I-J-A-P Podcast, which usually has just updates on when new episodes come out. Also, if you would like to hit up the podcast directly, you can do so at this is just a phase podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can hit me up if you're a band that's looking to be on the podcast, if you're a fan that just has a question for me, or you just feel like bothering me through email. Also, check out my record label that I run with my buddy, Mike Rota Moyer. It's called This Is Just a Record Label. And you can head over to the Bandcamp site at thisisjustarecordlabel.bandcamp.com and check out the brand new 28-song digital compilation called This Is Just a Digital Compilation that is currently on sale for $3. Yes, you heard me correctly, just $3. Again, check out the label at thisisjustarecordlabel.bandcamp.com. That being said, Jay... Let's start off 2023 with the bang, and let's go. You've got no motivation and you've got no self-esteem. There's a hole inside your head with no vision to be seen. Let's go.
On this kid-friendly episode, I get the absolute pleasure of sitting down with Andy and Ryan of the Toledo, Ohio area punk band, Lame Ass Dads. This conversation covers a lot of ground, like discussing the origins of the band, being fathers and how that blends into the lyrical content, their debut album, Greetings from Nowhere, Ohio, their influences and their partnership with the Columbus-based label, Punkerton Records. I also discuss some of my favorite lyrics with the guys. We chat about topics that reflect the album in general, and so much more. So sit back and rock the dad bod with this episode of This Is Just A Phase. Here's the lead-off single from the album Greenings From Nowhere, Ohio, entitled Nowhere, Ohio. I hope you enjoy.
I'm sitting here with Ryan and Andy uh, from the Ohio band Lame Ass Dads. Uh, Ryan and Andy, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having us. Yeah, man. Thanks for having us. You're welcome. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, guys. Hey, same to you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, I've been a big fan of your band uh, since I discovered you guys last year. Um, when you released uh, Greetings from Nowhere, Ohio, uh, originally just digitally. Oh, yeah. Okay. Awesome. Thanks, man. Thank you. You're welcome. And I, I can't remember how I came across your band, if it was a review or if it was somebody posted something. But I immediately, you know, began to follow you guys and became a big fan of the album. I... Uh, I just thought it was different and refreshing. Um, and, and being a dad myself, I could relate to the lyrics and I could relate to the sentiment behind the band. And I just really thought you guys were cool right from the gate. So I just wanted to let you guys know that. Appreciate that. Yeah, man. Thank you. You probably, I, I'm guessing you probably, uh, I caught you on one of our early attempts to do Facebook ads. It was, uh, a fiasco but, <laughs> but yeah that's how a couple other people found us too just through doing some facebook ads we're, we're banned from that now by the way yeah oh, banned from doing that now yeah why i i think it's because of the the word ass in the uh name but <laughs> we got flagged we got uh something they wouldn't really tell me i finally got a hold of somebody online to talk to you through facebook which was like pulling teeth but uh, they wouldn't give me an exact reason, um, but every time I would submit an ad or even like a boost post, they all get denied. So we're not doing that anymore. <laughs> oh my god! So I want to I want to start by asking each one of you individually uh, what you guys play with in the band. Uh, Ryan, what do you do in the band uh, yourself? Well, uh, when we play shows live, I play guitar and we we split the vocals. Andy sings most of the vocals, but we do like split or kind of like a Blink-182 or like a, a Menzingers where they split vocals. But yeah, I do vocals and guitar. Okay. And then Andy, you play you play bass then when you do live performances? Yep, I play bass and uh, do, like Ryan said, most of the singing. Okay, okay. Because I, I do know on the album, like I, I hear you guys kind of go back and forth. Like you said, like the Blink-182, you know, uh, Mark and Tom or, or what was it, Mark and Matt, you know, the, the, the trade-off vocals. Right. Um, and I, I, I like that. And I, I, I read your, read your Spotify, uh, description and it says like who your influences are, Blink-182, uh, MXPX, The Descendants, Bad Religion. And I do hear a lot of, a lot of Blink-182, but I think it's because you guys do trade off on the vocals because not, not too many bands do that, you know? Um, not in the larger scheme of things. Usually there's that one set vocalist, and then you'd have the, the, the guy sitting in the backgrounds. Um, so I like that you guys kind of trade off, you know, whether it's, whether it's a line or whatever, I, I like the dichotomy of the, the two vocals coming at you. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Um, I wanted to ask you guys, you guys are listed as Nowhere, Ohio, but I think I read somewhere you guys are from near Toledo. Yeah, yeah, we're just outside of Toledo. Okay, you're just outside. I thought I thought I read that. I just wanted to make sure that I was right on that one. 
Um, you know how sometimes the information passes and then you go look for it again and you can't fucking find it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I couldn't find it. I was like, I swear I saw that they were from near Toledo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it made me seem crazy. No, yeah, we're definitely from just uh, from the Toledo area. I was born and raised in Toledo. And then uh, Ryan actually is from up near Detroit and moved down here after he got married. Oh, okay. Whereabouts near Detroit? Uh, we moved all over. I lived in Roseville, Warren, Ferndale, uh, Milford, uh, all over the place. Okay, because I have my uh, I had an aunt and an uncle and my cousins uh, before my uncle um, got moved down to Tampa. He lived in uh, Westland. Okay, so uh, he used to work for Delta when they closed the the the, the Delta plant in uh, at the airport. Yeah. He, he had an opportunity to move to Tampa, so they ended up moving down there. I worked in uh, Livonia, Michigan. We deliver. I delivered appliances back, like right out of high school, and uh, I know Westland pretty good. Oh, okay, awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I remember going up there when I was a kid. Like, uh, I grew up right on the PA Ohio border um, near Young. I live in Youngstown now. Oh, okay, okay. But uh, yeah, I we I grew up right across the line, and my dad was a tr- my dad was a truck driver growing up. And every now and again, if we had like a, you know, like a, like a trip up towards that way, he'd let me ride up with him and then we'd stop for like an afternoon visit with them and stuff. So it was was kind of one of those, one of those cool, one of those cool things you could, you know, go to Michigan when you're a kid, you know? (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Oh yeah. I, I, I go up there pretty frequently for like concerts and stuff or to visit family still. So. I was going to say, it's not that, it's probably not that far from you. to. to No, no, the border is only like, what 20 minutes yeah, and then even and then oh. Detroit's probably only from my house probably hour and 20 minutes something like that so yeah, I was gonna say that's not too far it was like I think it was like closer to five hours for us to drive like four and a half five hours to drive up there oh dang yeah that's yeah cool. <laughs> you got, yeah you got to go all the way through you know past Cleveland and all that shit you know around Cleveland and all that but um I wanted to ask you guys um uh, where does the idea of I, I can I can venture to guess, but where did the idea of lame ass dads initially come from? Like the name or the entire band? The 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 name and the band in general. <laughs> well, I started uh, at Wal. Andy and I both worked for Walgreens at a distribution center, and uh, I started there in like 2011. And Andy had already been there. Um, and when I when I saw him for the first time, I saw all his tats and stuff, and I was like, oh, I, I bet him and I like the same kind of music. So we started <laughs> chatting and stuff, and he would joke around and say like, Hey, you know, we should start a band because we would we became friends on Facebook, and he post pictures of like old band photos and stuff, and I had similar ones, and we would trade them back and forth. Um, and Andy was always like, Hey, when are we gonna play? When are we gonna start a band? When are we gonna start a band? <laughs> and like, it was one of those things where like, you know starting a family there's no time you got kids and like um but then like a couple years went by and i moved and i didn't realize i was only like four minutes away from andy's house (laughs) and so uh we were starting i was starting to get back into recording and stuff and i would send him ideas and so then we just kind of like just decided to get going with it just kind of blossomed from there yeah Now you guys both played in bands before in in your in your teens and twenties or yeah yeah okay uh, what was um what bands were you playing in and um wh- were what were the scenes like for you guys uh, during that time um I played in uh, a few bands in the Toledo area I played in a band called Angry Me 
Uh, I played in a band called RWG. I played in a band called um, A Day Forgotten, which was kind of like a weird screamo thing that was like early 2000s when that was, you know, the big <laughs> thing. So um, the the Toledo music scene is has always been, there's always been a scene. There's always been bands. I mean, it's you could throw a football and hit six different bands you know what i mean so um there's never been a shortage of it uh fortunately through that throughout the years i've made a lot of connections with various other musicians and bands and so we haven't really had a hard time trying to line shows up or anything even now in our you know i'm 40 now uh it's been 20 years since i really seriously played in bands around town but there's still people i know out there so <laughs> Yeah, much like me, I'm, I'm I fall in the same boat. I'm I'm 41 and I haven't played in a in an actual uh, live band since I was 24. Yeah, because <laughs> so you know what, how, getting married, having kids, that yeah. whole thing. Like you know what, you gotta. And I don't know if it was like this for you guys too, but it's it, when you have kids, you know, not everybody within your, not everybody within the scene. Um, I don't know how old you guys were when you had kids, but I was 24 and there wasn't really a lot of my friends that had kids yet. Right. Uh, so like, I didn't know how to, you know, find the balance of like, can you have a family and can you play in a band too? Like, or do you got to have to flip and kind of, you know, you got to put the majority of your focus on your family, you know? So maybe I should just give up this and concentrate on this kind of thing. It's like a weird kind of, uh, uh conundrum like you know people have to face with that right right so i was uh my oldest is 13 i was 27 when he was born and uh i i was playing just kind of goofing around with a couple buddies uh we called ourselves lucky punch um we'd do a lot of covers we'd play a lot of like against me covers and stuff like that just we never really wrote any originals but uh <laughs> there was plenty of times where i had to miss practice or whatever because oh the kid's sick or whatever and this and that and they, they they didn't have kids at the time they would always give me a hard time about it and then <laughs> the next year they both each had a kid and they were like wow i really understand now like they just they didn't get it at the time but then it, you know <laughs> it kind of all fell into place for him <laughs> <laughs> yeah like um I, my old my oldest is uh 17 and she's a senior and then i have uh, two boys who are 15 and 11 okay and you know it, it was like because in the trenches <laughs> yeah oh man i'm so in the trenches <laughs> like and and uh, you know fr from the song I, I gather you both have boys uh yeah i have boys uh andy's got one boy and three girls yeah one boy and three girls okay so andy you know this one um i love my daughter but my mom she when when my daughter was born my mom looked at me and goes i hope your first is just as well my <laughs> and i'm the oldest and boy my daughter is the female version of me <laughs> through and through every every fucking smart ass comment i ever made to my mom right every, hassle i ever gave her my my daughter gives it to me like, oh. i was uh i was always a pretty good kid i'm the i'm the middle child and the only boy in my family so uh my my son is very much like me and then my i have an 11 year old daughter and um twin girls that are eight and the younger of the twins is she's my also my mini me she is 
the same kind of humor and the same i mean she's me so <laughs> <laughs> so you can so like the eight-year-olds what you want to do is you want to get a magic spell and put it over them so they don't get any older right at <laughs> about 10 all hell breaks loose and <laughs> trying for the next seven years and pick up the pieces because you don't know how to talk to them right <laughs> like it's just it, it, no i love my daughter all joking aside like my daughter is just the one that's like me she's just the 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 social butterfly yeah uh, and she's she can be a smart ass and she likes to uh challenge authority <laughs> You know, and having a dad as a you know a lifelong punker, she feeds into that. <laughs> I, so. You should be so proud, right? <laughs> I just wish her. I just wish her musical taste uh, matched her personality a little bit, <laughs> right? Uh, she listens like her her mom and her stepdad. They listen to like a lot of like modern country. Oh yeah. And I just, my daughter tries to play it in the car, and I look at her. That's my stereo gun. I swear to God, I'm going to blast your hand. <laughs> Don't put that garbage on me. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I love old country. You yeah, know, too. you start playing that new stuff, I'm like, no, that, that can't happen. <laughs> right. Pop with a twang. Yeah. 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 Give me a little bit of Conway Twitty. I don't want Florida, Georgia line. Right. Uh, <laughs> that's how fillings got hurt on here. I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to play this band from 20 years ago, and you kids are going to like it. Give <laughs> <laughs> me some so, Willie Nelson. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Was- Now we're getting older No one told us things could be 
For me, um, MXPX, Blink-182 were my early kind of influences when I first kind of got into punk music. Um, I guess some people wouldn't consider Blink-182 punk music, but that for <laughs> me it was because I was always very into like, before then, before I was like 15 years old, I only listened to like pop music or, or hip hop. And so mm-hmm. when I heard, um, <laughs> when I heard What's My Age Again and like Lit's My Own Worst Enemy, it like blew my mind and i just all i did was try to find bands that sounded like those bands and Mm. um my my uh so yeah those those are early ones for me but it just kind of always kept going you know friends would show you new things and you'd find out which ones you like the best even now i'm continuing to find new bands new punk bands that i'm into i just sent andy one the other day that i'm like obsessed with they're out of australia they're called nerdlinger they're they're so good. I cannot so good. believe this album is not like <laughs> it's not bigger. I'm I guess maybe it's bigger in Australia, but I don't know. But it's they're so good. But yeah, I'm, I'm continually finding new stuff to listen to. Yeah, you mentioned them. The only band I've really discovered out of Australia recently were the Chats. Mm, I haven't heard of them. No. You haven't heard the Chats? Oh, no. do yourself a favor. They have a smoke. They have a song called uh, Smoko. And he just talks about how, like, he's pissed off because the government keeps right raising the prices of smokes. <laughs> and, and dude, like, it's just like it's just like you're going like on like you know good then going on a smoke break at work. Like, it's just like and the the lead singer is a is a is a is a ginger, and he has a mullet. So it's like this orange mullet, and it's like the the bangs are cut straight, and he has this freaking mullet. Oh man. <laughs> apologetically just just like real snarky and shit and i'm like yeah this is this is the kind of thing and they're like probably like 22 23 years old oh wow Uh, yeah they're pretty young they just did a u.s tour i want to say was it earlier this year i think i think they came through cleveland okay so i'm telling me if they didn't come through cleveland i know they definitely came through like pittsburgh 
Okay. They must have some pretty good backing to be able to yeah. cross the, uh, what was that, the Pacific? Yeah. How would you come from Australia? Would you come to the Atlantic or the Pacific? I would say probably the I Pacific. Would the Pacific, yeah, probably. Probably yeah. to like California or like Oregon or something. Right. So like you want to go, you want to go the Atlantic and because and, there are, it, it, it touches both sides, right? Yeah, but I think it would be closer on the Pacific side because it's you got to go past all the other. Oh uh, yeah, you got to go go around Africa and all that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, geography lesson with yeah. <laughs> trying to, I'm trying to remember my high school geography. Right? <laughs> my wife jokes around with me all the time. Well, there's a globe right behind me. I'll look. Oh, you look. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yep, probably Pacific. There we go. <laughs> my wife jokes around all the time she said she didn't learn geography growing up and she doesn't know like, if you gave her a blank a blank u.s map and ask her like like where a state was she'd have no clue yeah it sounds like our wives are similar <laughs> yeah. yeah we watch jeopardy and if geography or any kind of geography question comes up my wife will go well i'm out <laughs> <laughs> Well, I wanted to now talk to you guys about uh, this album. Uh, you originally um, put out uh, Greetings from Nowhere, Ohio, out digitally first. And then you struck up a deal with Brandon over at Punkerton Records to put out the CD, correct? Nope. Uh, he put out the vinyl for us. So we. Oh, he put out the vinyl for you yeah, guys? So yep. we put out um, the digital and we got a lot of. Uh, people asking for CDs, so I think around like December or January yeah. of you know a couple months later, we put out the CDs ourselves, um, and then Brain, and then well, I guess like six months after that, we did the cassette too. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, we've we've done everything a little bit backwards. Yeah. Um, but Brandon was one of those early uh, people that caught us on the Facebook ads too. Um, he was very early. He was probably the first email we got from yeah. like anybody that was like, Hey, are you signed? <laughs> and so, um, he had just been asking, you know, he really wanted to work with us and he's very passionate about the band and just helping the music scene in Ohio and stuff. And we played the, um, hell is Ohio fest, which he claims was inspired by the song nowhere, Ohio, which is awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, uh, we kept going back and forth about him wanting to work with us and stuff. And I guess it happened as a miscommunication because I thought he was offering the vinyl and I like, yeah, let's do it. And he was just giving me some information about vinyl, like prices. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, if you want to put out our vinyl, that'd be awesome. And he was like, I mean, I will, but that's not what I was asking. <laughs> so it all kind of worked out. Um, and uh, yeah, we did. It was pretty, pretty fun promoting that. And, I, I'm kind of like a dog chasing a car when I'm trying to promote stuff. Like, there's no real plan. It's just I get an idea and I run with it and see if it works. So, yeah, how like I knew the, uh, the memes for like a month straight. I was doing like <laughs> three memes a day. No, had I known you guys uh, did the CDs yourself, I would have reached out to you because I do my label at CD only. Okay. Oh, okay. In digital. And uh, that's how I actually came across um, Brandon doing Punkerton. Is because we had correspondence, and then he, we, you know, we talked for a while. And then he came on the podcast, and another band he was uh, looking to put out actually ended up not happening. And I ended up reaching out for the band, and I put that band out, and that was the Plan B's. Mm -hmm. Okay, 
so like we were all kind of connected within the, the, the that's kind of like the columbus youngstown connection there and okay I always try to help Brandon. I always try to help Brandon out. Brandon always tries to help me out. Like we kind of just like look out for each other. That's um, awesome. That's what it's all about, you know. I, know. Oh, I, I prefer I, it that way because people can get such big egos about stuff, and it's just like, man, it's supposed to be for fun. If you get all that other stuff into it, it's like it's a mess. You know what? I I I started the podcast, you know, during the pandemic because like. I always enjoyed talking about music. I always enjoyed, and I always looked out for the bands that nobody really talked about. And yeah, you can go listen to other podcasts and and they'll talk about larger bands. Like you can only listen to so many podcasts where they, where they talk about, you know, the queers or green day or, you know, all these bands. It's like, what about those bands that nobody really ever talks about and falls through the cracks? Like where's their platform? to get their attention, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, just like you guys being in Ohio, it's like Ohio's not always seen as a as a hotbed for music. I mean, don't get me wrong, we've had lots of bands come through here and, and, and come out of here, but it's not to the to the, the spectrum of like New York or Chicago or California. Um, it always kind of gets, gets lost, Ohio always kind of gets lost in the shuffle a little bit. For sure. And you just want to go out of your way. I just wanted to go out of my, my way to show, like, every so many episodes, like, every seven, eight episodes, I try to feature a, a local artist um, to, to to come on the show because I feel like it helps tell my story a little bit. I'm more comfortable talking about the scene that I grew up in, um, which, you know doesn't really get documented a lot and uh do do you guys what do you guys think about that i mean personally having always played in smaller bands like i think it's great because there's so much talent out there that's guys playing in clubs to you know their girlfriends and and two of their buddies or something like that you know what i mean so it's good to get that get that exposure out for these uh these smaller bands and and get some focus on some some other talent than you know what's getting promoted in mainstream media yeah. ohio definitely has a lot of hidden talent though i mean we just from the last what two years that we've been semi-involved right it's like man how how are these bands not bigger like the toledo band shitty neighbors oh, like they, shitty neighbors they are such a great band <laughs> yeah it's like they need to be they need to be bigger but for like uh, but everybody months. everything is different too like if, if if we got a call from like you know someone was like hey let's go on a tour it's like well we got kids yeah we got jobs. <laughs> like, it's not that easy so we totally get it too like you just wish that they had a little bit more like popularity or people knew them more just because of how good they are talent you know how talented they are yeah mm-hmm. now what are what are you what are some of your uh favorite bands from ohio like do you guys have uh ones that you uh knew personally or ones that you guys listened to that you really kind of drew some inf- uh, inspiration from so shitty neighbors is definitely a, a fan favorite for both ryan and i and yep. our drummer um tim actually uh, tim's brother joe is the one of the guitarists and uh does most of the singing in shitty neighbors so um there we have played a show with them we've seen them a few times uh they just they just always put on a great show honestly they're one of my personal favorites for like six months that was the only record i probably listened to after yeah. it came out <laughs> i like um uh, like, like them uh boy detective uh the scratches 
I'm gonna I'm gonna upset somebody because I'm gonna forget to say the name. But, <laughs> There's um, just so many. Yeah. Coxie's Army. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I discovered Coxie's Army too. Yeah, they're great, dude. Yeah. We saw some bands at Hell's Ohio that were just like, man, like Tiger Sex, uh, the Plaid Disasters. Plaid Disasters. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that Plaid Disasters are awesome. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I was lucky enough when I when I put out that digital comp that you know you guys were a part of with uh, Days Passing By. Right. They uh, put one of their songs on there, and I I can't get enough of that band. Yeah, yeah they're, they're great. Yeah, they're really great. Uh, uh, let's see what who else we uh oh Howling Commandos Sink Faster. Yeah. Um, I'm like I'm like trying to go through my uh, right my Spotify <laughs> list in my brain. Take weight. <laughs> oh yeah, take weight. You know, we know what was really cool too, and I, I discovered them. I know they're they're further south, but uh, Rad Girlfriend Records, uh, which is the guitar player in uh, I don't know if you ever heard of R Raging Nathan's. Mm. I've heard the name before, yep. but I don't. I'm not familiar with the music. Oh, it's so good! Like like West Coast ska punk, a little bit okay. more. Yeah, a little right bit right up my alley. That's awesome. <laughs> I discovered that I've, I discovered that band and um started looking into it and they have a real you know real focus on ohio you know bands as well um in the in, uh, as far as the label but yeah that's one that i really dig a lot and be, like like you mentioned plaid disasters um you know some of the bands on my label like uh, allen's really good um sneaky heat missiles like a ska band um 2 a.m they're more like an alternative like radio sounding band but they have puck leanings um uh who else vermins and less than expected there's a lot of stuff coming on on this side of a uh, side of ohio too that's really good but i just you know between th this area and your guys's area and the, the area you know that brandon covers down in columbus there's just so much going on man there's just yeah. so good bands going on and it's nice for him it's nice to see that he's doing something like hell is ohio yeah um uh, getting a lot of the focus on just not Columbus, but like the whole state in general. Right. And that he's got that punk rock prom thing coming up in February. That's yeah. gonna be pretty awesome. I think <laughs> neighbors is playing there. Yep. Um, and we, we were trying to play it, but life and schedules got in the way. <laughs> yeah. I, I really wish we would have been able to work that out. Cause it's, it looks awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It does look really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would have been cool. I, I, I'm going to try to make it out there. Um, it's, it's a little hard for me cause it's like three, almost three and a half hours for me. Yeah. I think it's like two and a half or something for yeah. us, two and a half, three hours for us too. Yeah. So I could, like, whenever he throws anything, he'll send me an invite and I'm like, I'll try to make it. <laughs> like I know his hell is Ohio fest this or for, for, for uh, 2023, he's having it. I think the same weekend as my daughter's graduation. Oh, oh man. <laughs> I was like, I'm probably not making it. Yeah, you're probably going to be busy that weekend. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs>
but I want to talk. I want to talk a little bit about uh, the album a little bit more, and and mainly um, some of the songs that really stick out to me, and uh, I want to discuss some of the lyrics too. Um, your songs, my, my favorite boys, Nowhere Ohio, Shoeless in a Snowstorm, um, starts off the album really strong, and I I think it was. Either my favorite boys or Nowhere Ohio is the first song I, I I heard from you guys. I can't remember exactly. Um, it was. I'm gonna guess it was probably Nowhere because I think that was the first single we put out. Yeah, uh, was that the one we've pushed the most for sure? Yeah, yeah. Um, I believe that was like I believe that too. Um, you guys start out so good, and you guys definitely. Um, I hear your influences, but I also hear. The thing that blows me, guys, that blows me away about you guys is you guys are a small independent band, but your production on this on this album is insane. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I mean, like, not to like not to blow smoke, but it sounds like a major label CD. Wow, that's I, all Ryan. Yeah, I will take uh, I'll take that. <laughs> Look, dude, you you did recording. Yeah, we recorded it all at my house. Damn, dude! I would have thought you had that like, like recorded it at like fucking the blasting furnace or some shit or the, <laughs> some shit, you know? Yeah. Um, well, then I did a good job of tricking everybody. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I wanted to talk about um, the the last song that I mentioned. Um, oh boy, excuse me for a second. I lost my page that I was looking at. Um, give me a second. Um, the the song shoeless in a uh, snowstorm. Um, there's a lyric in there that really caught my attention, and I wanted to ask you about it. Um, lying in bed because I just got up for a third time. There's too much crying. Someone just got sick on the kitchen floor. My head is aching. I just want to go to sleep. I know it's not your fault. I have to be up to go to work at four. <laughs> that is that is like like. I'm listening to the CD or this this morning, just going back to it, and I'm 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 doing the I'm doing garbage. I'm taking garbage out. I'm listening to that line, and I'm going, "Fuck, that is that is parenthood. That is that is, that is every that is every true thing that nobody says. Yeah, like nobody says that. Like I, I I'm lying in bed because I got up for the third time. Much like me, you probably have to go up to go take a piss eight hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's sick. I, I I've been dealing with a sick cat. I mean, I know it's not a kid, but I've been dealing with with a creature that's been getting sick. Right. Um, you know, my head and my body is always aching. And you cover that, and then you're in a you're in a shitty mood, <laughs> but and you know that you have to get up at four o'clock. So it right. put more of a shittier mood <laughs> i i i just i'd li- i like it i just want how like like is it easy or is it hard to write that way i mean it's very autobiographical it's not you're not sugarcoating anything i mean you're literally painting the true picture like was that easy to write or was it was it a long process to to try to convey those words right to be honest with you so i wrote that one it was literally after a night where probably three of my kids had 
a stomach bug and had gotten up and gotten sick in the middle of the night. So oh. it's just, I, I just had an inspiration to, and I, I'm, I'm the type where I always write my lyrics first and then I put music to them. Um, is, yeah. So I, I just had an idea and I just started going with it and I started writing it. I probably got those, th- those lyrics written down in about 15 minutes, to be honest with you. It's just like, I just got to get this out, you know, <laughs> and that was the first song that we recorded. Together. It was, it was um, the very first one we the recorded. First time we got together. Well, he, he would send me, Andy would send me like acoustic versions of songs that he wrote. And um, finally, we were like, all right, let's get together. We got together and then we just started messing with it. And that was the first song we put down. Now, it wasn't the first version. That wasn't the version no. <laughs> that ended up on the album. But uh, that was the first song we recorded together. And we both got super excited about the idea of just doing the project. And um, I mean, that song kicked it off. You know what I mean? That song yeah. kicked off the whole thing. And uh we we got so excited we instantly posted the version that we recorded on soundcloud <laughs> like that and, same day <laughs> and so and so i'm like i'm the producer of all the st- songs and like we were both excited so like we both said yeah let's do it but then as i kept listening to it i was like man we need to fix this we need to change this <laughs> and so like i i told Annie, i'm like hey i know we got super excited but like we need to read we need to just like pump the brakes a little bit <laughs> and like make sure that we're doing this the right way that way we don't like put something out that people are like well this is garbage we don't want to hear this and then they like turn us off forever so <laughs> but no that was that was a great first song to get together and do together that's awesome because that's that's definitely one of my favorite songs on on the album Thank you. Um, Thanks, man. You're welcome. And another one that really resonates with me is obviously um, Nowhere, Ohio. Uh, my old dreams faded and reborn to a heart-shaped state. I swear I'd always leave. To a heart-shaped state, I swear I'd always leave. The best place, any place right here, Nowhere, Ohio. It may not look like much, but when it comes to clutch, you won't read in reviews I, you know, I got to stay right here, nowhere, Ohio, because home is anywhere that I'm with you. I, it's, it, I, I'm sure it's how most people feel living here. It's Ohio, you know, and, and, and much to be majority of my life, I've, I've lived in Pennsylvania, but Pennsylvania is very much like Ohio, especially the Western part. Um, it's, it doesn't get a lot of attention. It's, you're not going to read it on the cover of magazines. Um, We don't have the best weather. We, you know, there's not these, you know, there's nothing super glamorous about the state, but it's home. Mm -hmm. Right. It's, it's home. It doesn't really matter what the outside thinks of it. It is what it is. It's your, it's your home. And I just, I found that sentiment very, very beautiful. And I, I just, I don't know, that stuck out to me really, like, really hard. Thanks. I, I wrote that one. Um, it, it seemed to come out pretty uh, naturally uh, for me. And it's very autobiograph- autobiographical. Um, when I, my whole, my growing up, my whole dream was to always move down south of Tennessee. I have family down there and I just love it. It's beautiful. Um, I wanted to live around the mountains. And, uh, you know, I met this awesome girl in uh, 2006, and we we met up in Detroit. Um, she's from Ohio, and uh, we got married. And so, <laughs> as you stay married longer and longer, your roots get deeper and deeper. 
and so that dream of like moving down there and it kind of started to go away and i kind of there was some like resentment that would be always kind of under and under my skin but like once i kind of let go of the idea of it and like really embraced where i lived and who i was around it like completely changed the game for me uh mentally um and like the 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 line the best place any place is actually where i used to live in toledo um it was nickname uh or it's uh it's slogan was the best place any place and so i'm like well that's kind of that's kind of arrogant (laughs) but also perfect for the song so it's kind of like a little bit of tongue-in-cheek you know with that but uh it's it's it is truly how i feel like i can't imagine being anybody anywhere else you know with this crew so that's awesome i gotta say the the when ryan sent those lyrics to me and uh he was talking about wanting to work on that song like that really resonated with me as well i mean growing up in in the northwest ohio area like as a kid i was always like oh, i'm i'm gonna move away i'm gonna go move to california or go wherever mm-hmm. and of course it didn't end up happening and i met my wife in 2004 and we got married a few years later and started having kids and it just was like this is just home like it's just this is just where i need to be you know mm-hmm. You try to fight it and you try to uh, do all things like, well, one day I'm going to leave here. Right. Yeah. You know what? Maybe, but maybe not. Maybe this is where you're meant to stay, you know, and it's yeah. not that bad. You know, it could be worse. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and the last song I wanted to ask, uh, talk to you guys about uh, uh, Days Passing By, the line, growing older as the days pass by, a ticking clock just passing time, an empty shot glass on the bar, an empty chair, a broken heart. Remember the time we drank all night or the time at the bar when I got into a fight. Maybe I was wrong, but it felt so right. Maybe I'll never see the light. I can see the writing on the wall like a phone number in a bathroom stall. Maybe if you want a good time call, isn't that all we want so right? fuck dude really (laughs) like really like like that's every that's you know what you know what life is when you're a young kid and and you know things like that you don't really think about but as you get older you know you look back at you know the past you look back at those days when you were 20 30 years old and things like that have more importance on your life like you know you know you look back at you know acting stupid at the bar getting into fights uh, taking a piss in a stall and then you see some you know the little things like hey for a good time call this number right it's it's and then you call and you're disappointed <laughs> yeah, you you're disappointed exactly <laughs> but it, it, it doesn't seem like very uh significant things but when you're telling your story those those short moments take on more significance because those are the stories that you're sharing. You know, you're sitting with your friends and be like, Oh my God, remember that one time. And next thing you know, you're, 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 you're swapping stories and sharing these moments. And it'd be, you know, you know, from what I'm gathering, you guys are, you you guys are similar to my age, you know, late thirties, early forties. Um, it's it when you make when you make that trade to that age like when you when you hit that mark it's like everything starts to become more reflective 
And the song to me is just like just that, that a, a, a song of self-reflection. And I just, uh, I shit, I wish I wrote those fucking lyrics. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> when Andy, uh, we, Andy came over one night, we were going to record a different song. And he's like, oh, I, I got this new song I want to show you. And he like, I think you just played it like for me straight. I don't yeah. think you had a recording of it or anything. And I go, okay, well, we're doing that. Like, we're not doing anything else. Like, whatever we had planned, just scrap it because this is what we're working on the rest of the night. So. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, just, I just, it's one of those things. It's, it's, you hear lyrics like that. And like, every, like, don't get me wrong, I listen to a lot of music. And, you know, some of it, the lyrics just kind of go in and out. You know, oh, this is your typical love song or this is your typical song. But then there's songs like that, that you stop what you're doing, you pay attention. It's like, it's like self, like self-conscious, like, like you don't even realize you're doing it. Like you're stopping what you're doing and you're listening to the lyrics and the, the lyrics burn through, you know, more so than the music. Most songs, the music burn through, you, they go come and go. But right. certain songs like that one, the lyrics will just stick with you. And I had I went back and I re-listened to it, and then I took a screen. I pulled down the lyrics, and I and I took a screenshot of the lyrics. I was like, "Yeah, we're gonna have to talk about that song." Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I know. I wish we wouldn't have buried that song at the end of the album because uh, I don't think it gets the the love it deserves um, as far as like streams and you know what people talk about. Uh, but that one, that one is a very it's a favorite of mine. In fact, we were talking about it. we have a show. Well. I don't know what time this podcast comes out, but we just had the best show ever. Um, and uh, we were talking about possibly cutting it. I'm like, there's no way. There's no way we're cutting that song from the set list. Like, that's, that's my favorite. Maybe I'll never see the light 
Always said I'd leave this place There's nothing left here for me anyway But here I am feeling just the same And I got no one else to blame An empty shot glass on the bar An empty chair, a broken heart Remember the times we drank all night Or the time at the bar when I got in a fight Maybe I was wrong but it felt so right Maybe I'll never see the light Remember the times we drank all night Or the time at the bar when I got in a fight Maybe I was wrong but it felt so right Maybe I'll never see the light And I and I was really happy that when 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 I asked you guys, you you submitted it for uh, the digital comp that I put out. Uh, me and me and my buddy Mike's label. Um, and you submitted that song, and I, I I like that you submitted that song, and that you just didn't send me like nowhere Ohio. You know what I mean? Or you know my favorite boys. I think, that, I think uh, we're getting burnt out from nowhere Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you could have easily just sent me one of those. You know what I mean? But you sent me days go by, or days pass by. Excuse me. Um, you sent me days pass by, and I was like, and I, I saw it, and I was like, dude, that's one of my favorite songs on it. <laughs> So I was like, absolutely, that's going on there. And when I was doing that, I, I was the one who did the order. I did the track listing for it. And I was like, I don't want to bury this to the bottom. I don't want to bury this. To where can I put this at? Like, it needs to be the perfect place. I spent the longest time placing your song because I didn't want it to get buried. You know, I wanted it to be very early on in, in the in the release. And... I can't remember exactly what number I placed it in. Let me let me check here. I think I had you guys pretty early. Um, oh, nope, 19. 19, I ended up placing you. I tried to put you higher up, and I just, it didn't fit with anything. Probably because the production was so fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> You don't want to start out strong and have it, you know. Well, my buddy, I joke around. My my buddy John, he's in a band called Kelsey Bad Grammar. Um, they're out of uh, Finlay. That's that's a great that's name. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I tell him all the time. I was like, I love this fucking name. Uh, and uh, he submitted a song, and he just did this little uh, this little demo kind of recording, and it was like real short. It was like fifty three seconds long, and. You could tell me just like recorded on like on like uh I don't know like SoundCloud or like you know one of those apps, and he sent it to me. And so I'm trying to there's I have this quality of a song, and then I have lame ass dab's quality of like <laughs> where the fuck am I gonna do it? You know, recordings are like normal recordings, you know, and just trying to fucking play some. I'm just like ah, oh, these people are making it tough on me, man. <laughs> But uh, where I ended up placing it was really good on it. And you guys, you know, that song is getting a lot of attention on the comp. And I, I was really happy to see that because it's it's one of my favorites. 
Oh yeah, thanks for asking us to be on it. Yeah. Man. Oh, absolutely, yeah. man. Thank you for being a part of it. Um, I just wanted I just wanted to make sure that the state got um you know, the state as a whole to had to, to really get covered, you know, just like Cleveland, Youngstown and Columbus. Like I wanted to make sure that you guys got some attention too. I mean, there, got, there was tons of bands I could have included on that, you know, and I, I, I ended up not being able to, to get on there, but um, some of the songs towards the end of the record, like you guys definitely take a, a turn um, very poppy in the beginning of the album um and then after after heaven you guys go a little bit harder uh, i'm on my way bury your idols telling me like like i love i'm on i'm on my way that's one of my favorite songs on there too and it has and it has a um i don't even know how to place it like a uh early all kind of a sound um the musically okay and it's a it's 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 kind of pissed off man yeah <laughs> like and then you go right into burning your idols and i'm just like man this got this this took a turn man this this isn't fun pop punk no more like, <laughs> hey we're versatile we have right. we have lots of emotions right, though, man but like you guys just go boom 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 and then and then everything leads into once again and then days pass by so kind of kind of middle of the album, you're kind of getting a little bit more tougher with the with the sound. Um, Maybe the middle I, of the album is our teenage teenage angst right years, and then, <laughs> yeah. uh, the end is like our maturity. <laughs> you guys, record some of this like during the pandemic. Is that where stuff like maybe like Bury Your Idols came from? Was it more of like the frustration of what was going of the, the political climate or the, the shit that was going on during the pandemic. Uh, we recorded everything in 2021. So I guess that's after post pandemic a little bit, but still yeah. kind of in it, but yeah, barrier idols was definitely more of a anger with the establishment and what was happening and not just politics, but also just like power structures in general, you know, climate whether it be religious structures or you know political structures or even corporate structures it's like anything that is uh what do you mean suppressive yeah you know um and it's just like one of those like we gotta we gotta make some changes kind of song uh i actually wrote the the music and recorded the music for that first and i didn't have any lyrics for it and then one night i i couldn't sleep which happens a lot and uh (laughs) i decided well i'm i since I'm up, I might as well work on some stuff. And I, I can't remember exactly what inspired the barrier idols thing, but it just, as soon as I like thought of that, it, uh, it, the whole song, the, all the lyrics kind of just blossomed from that. I kind of started with that and then moved outwards, but, um, all of our songs on the album started at a different place and, and it came from a different, that none of nothing has the same origin story, um, which I think is kind of cool because it wasn't like a formula. It wasn't like we sat down. We're like, oh, today we're going to write a poppy <laughs> pop punk song. Uh, now we're going to write an angry one. It was just everything was very natural. And I know some people didn't care for how much we changed the style in the middle of the album. But this was for us anyway. So right. <laughs> it's like, well, that's who we are. So, I mean, we listen to that. We listen to everything. And, you know, sometimes we're mad and want to listen to aggressive, angry music. And sometimes we're happy and <laughs> we want to listen to pop punk music or whatever. But, you know, it. It's no, we're not the same. We're not always the same. So we gotta we gotta make sure it reflects. Listen, your name your name of your band is Lame Ass Stats. 
you you are too, you know, I don't know your ages. I think one of you said 40. Yeah. But so you're, you know, you're in your 40s. You know what? You're raising kids. Part of being a parent and part of being a husband and part of being just a man of that age is starting to see how things truly exist. Like, it's very easy for us to be 19, 20 years old and go punk, punk, anarchy, fuck the world, blah, blah, blah. But then there's, there's another thing when you're 35 years old paying your taxes going, this some bullshit, you know, like, or seeing a president who's going out there fucking making fun of handy, mentally handicapped people, uh, causing racial divides. And, you know, what? And you're watching the news going, what the fuck, man? And how, and how you have to be a parent throughout that as well. And how you have to help your kids navigate that. Right. Yeah, you're, you're being a parent. You're watching your kids going through this shit. We're going through the pandemic. We're trying to homeschool our kids. You know, you know. I don't know about you guys. I, I was fortunate enough that my wife had a great job in the medical field. And when, when push comes to shove, I got laid off. I was the one who stayed home and took care of my, my, my youngest because he's the one that lives with us full time. Um, so I'm the one, I was the one that had to school him until they caught up and they were able to do it more virtually through the school. But, you know, we were watching our kids go through this. We were watching our kids go through this. We were, we were watching the decline of what we thought life was going to be. We, we, we thought life was going to be a lot different than what it is. You know, we were hopeful in our 20s, and now it's like a punch in reality. And you're like, how are you supposed to write songs about? Like, if you're going to write a song about that, like, how how's it supposed to sound? It can't sound like Nowhere, Ohio. Right. <laughs> it makes sense to have it be a pissed off song. It, 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 you know, what if for people who didn't like that it took that dip? Fuck them. I think it was the natural progression of the album. Because it wasn't like you went, you did, you did pop songs, you did heaven, then you went a little bit more he- heavier, and then you finished the album off self-reflective. Mm-hmm. I thought, I thought it was tracked perfectly. Thanks. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Um, sorry, I went off on a little tangent there, but it it, it makes me mad because like sometimes people don't want to talk about that stuff. Sometimes people don't think music should have an opinion like that, and. Like, I don't know about you, but I grew up listening to a lot of political bands. Oh, yeah. And I, I definitely gravitated towards that. The 90s skate punk, you know, Bad Religion, Pennywise, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Far more, I think, more so than Ryan did. There was Rage a few bands. Machine was my political band. Yeah. <laughs> there were some bands that I turned Ryan on to that he wasn't all that. I mean, he was aware of them, but not that familiar with them. And and vice versa. He turned me on to a lot of stuff, too. So, yeah, I grew up, I grew up near Pittsburgh. And... You know, we had anti-flag, and we right. had a machine, and we had you know, Osrot and Cost Christ. It was like that to me was common. Listening to polit- political bands were very common. I, I listen to them fewer now, but right, because you could get very easily burnt out about stuff like that. Obviously, yeah, but it was my it was nice that you guys had a song like that, and it, it definitely stuck out. And like I said, even like I, I, I you know, I'm I'm on my way. Like, it's, you know, it's just, it's just different. It was a different feel. It was almost kind of like when, when the Descendants go a little darker, like, like, it's like Shameless Halo. 
right you know when they do right. it a little darker and i i liked that it wasn't like an aggro song it just it, it definitely had a different feel to it right and i'm glad that your album does i'm glad that your album does it i'm glad that you don't you don't you don't try to shoebox yourself into sounding like one thing and yeah. that's well, probably i like the album so much we um when we talked about it early on we kind of said like we want to make something that we would want to listen to and i don't know if that's profound or anything it's probably not but like it's it it's true and we did like we we genuinely i do i speak for andy but i generally like listening to our album obviously i listen to it with a little bit different ear because i'm always thinking of or hearing the mistakes <laughs> i made or whatever and um, then he'll tweak something he said to be like listen to this yeah. and like i don't hear anything <laughs> yeah. like, what's different about it <laughs> yeah so i um you know but at the same time like i genuinely enjoy it and when we did that spotify rap thing this year i was like really kind of embarrassed that it was like the top band i listened to was my own band and yeah. i'm like i'm like well there is some explanation like i would listen to like a band that i really liked you know like their album and then i'd listen to ours to see if the audio quality matched up to it you know like at least if we were close you know close to it so it wasn't just me you know just <laughs> trying to uh because uh, you love myself but <laughs> trying to hold on to see how, how how it matched up yeah just like how quality wise it matched up not not like songwriting or anything but just the sound audio quality wise I'm it matched up to that audio was so good dude the audio oh yeah that record is so fucking good man I was surprised at how well it sounded on the vinyl. Like when, when Brandon got them in and he like sent us a, like a video of it playing on his record player. I was like, dude, that sounds like, I was surprised at how good it sounded yeah. on, <laughs> on vinyl. I was like, it probably sounds better on vinyl than anything else. Yeah. Cause you never know what you're going to get with vinyl. You know what I mean? I bought so much vinyl during the pandemic and some of it sounded really good. And some of it just didn't sound good at all. So like you really, you really got to record the original to really have the vinyl sound really good, you know, and you guys yeah. obviously did that on this record. Yeah. So, but definitely a labor of love. So <laughs> for sure. Uh, before I let you guys go, um, this is going to be coming out in early January. Um, so I wanted to ask you guys what you have on tap for 2023. Like what, uh, what things you guys have planned um, moving on to the future? So we've got a couple shows that we're trying to plan for this year. We don't get to play often just because everybody's schedules, but we're going to try to play a little bit more than we did last year. Um, Andy is finally getting off the graveyard shift, and uh, <laughs> we're going to be able to possibly record some more. We've, we've got a lot of songs in the chamber, but not a, none of them are really fully flushed out. Mm -hmm. So I think we're going to, once he gets back on days and we have some more uh free time well whatever time i should say free time <laughs> uh, we're gonna start getting back together and recording some more stuff and i don't know we'll see kind of if if we like what's coming out we'll stick to what we did before if we want to you know explore other options of having you know like a, a much more talented producer or, or uh you know engineer door stuff we'll talk about it but i think right now it's just trying to like flush out some new ideas and I mean, I, I'm not opposed to having another album come out this year, but, you know, time is time. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Precious thing, and it seems like there's never enough of it. So, yeah. uh, Do you want guys plug your socials before uh, before we finish up here so people know how to get in touch with you? 
Sure. We're at at lame ass dads pretty much on everything. Uh, we're most active on Instagram uh, and Facebook. We're dabbling a little bit into TikTok. It's not going awesome. Um, <laughs> Twitter, we try to stay away from. <laughs> yeah. We don't really have any followers on there anyways. Um, but uh, www.lameassdads.com. You can connect to us anywhere there. We did have a music video just come out uh, about, what, a month ago? Yeah. A little bit less than a month ago, and it's doing pretty well. Uh, we That's do, like I said in the beginning, we do everything backwards. We did an album first before we even had a full band together, and, uh, <laughs> and then uh, and then we did a music video very last. But usually, do all those things in reverse. So, but well, awesome. Well, I'll definitely put that uh, video up so people can check that out as well. Thanks. Oh, you're very welcome. Well, Ryan and Andy. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast and chatting with me, man. It's been a lot of fun getting to know you guys. Yeah, thanks, John. Thanks, man. Thanks for having us. You're welcome. And like I said earlier, uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to you guys and your families. Uh, stay safe out there, and I'll be talking to you guys real soon. Yep. Sounds good. Thanks, man. You're welcome. Talk to you guys later. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.